Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today's guest is Ron Winter, and we're talking something a little bit different today. Usually, we're really focused on the Great Lakes. Today, we're moving off the Great Lakes and moving to a different lake, Lake Champlain. Ron, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Ron, first of all, for people who don't know, where is Lake Champlain? Tell me about the lake itself. Oh, absolutely. Lake Champlain is the border between New York State and Vermont, and its widest point is 12 miles, and it's 120 miles long from the Quebec, the northern Canadian border, way down to Whitehall, uh, where the canal is, and the average depth is 62 feet. We have landlocked salmon. Uh, there's all kinds of fish. It's actually known more for bass, and, and, uh, but we have about every species of fish swims in Lake Champlain, Chris. Yeah, I was watching your YouTube channel and uh, a lot of really cool videos on there. If you want to see kind of how people do it, check out Ron's YouTube channel. It's Ronald Winter, but uh, you guys are chasing lake trout and brown trout and yes. much everything out there. Yes. Tell me about, this is kind of the question I really want to know about. Have you seen Champ the Lake Monster? No, but I saw a big sturgeon once. <laughs> there was like a bunch of bumps in the water, and, and it was really calm one night 35 years ago. And uh, every time we trolled towards it, you're out trolling for landlocked salmon, it, it just disappeared. So that was the closest I got. You fished a lot out on the Great Lakes as well, Lake Ontario, Lake Michigan. Tell me about your program, though, for Lake Champlain. Kind of how do you go about trolling that lake for salmon? Well, it's a little bit different. Landlocks, unlike Pacific salmon, don't feed every day. So they can be a very challenging, frustrating fish to, to, you know, to fish for. But on the days they do bite, uh, they're very acrobatic. They jump like cohos and steelhead. And they're, you know, they're, they're very exciting fish to fish for because of that. And how do we fish for them? I think, I'd say more is better instead of stealth. So when we're trying to create, you know, a school of bait with our downriggers and our light bite slide divers, uh, we're trying to put a lot out there to attract them to look like, you know, either an owl life or a smell. And kind of one of the thing that, things that you talked about was your frostbite season. And I think uh, I want to hear more about that. Fishing late in the year. Tell me about that. Well, we have a real special... Uh, situation here in Champlain. There was a guy that worked in the pool business back in the late 70s and he started this whole frostbite fishing phenomenon and basically he had the winter off, Randy Coulomb. And uh, so he started in November and fished right through January and uh, the, the deal is if you have a, a, a bow rider with enclosed canvas and a Mr. Buddy heater system in it with propane, uh, we like to call it like a floating ice shanty. And uh, it's fantastic. You know, at that time of year, the fishing is tremendous. The fish are up close to the surface. They also can be down 30 or 40 feet. And it's some of the best fishing of the year. So this diehard group of fishermen, uh, known as the Frostbite Fleet, which we have our own little derby too, it has a trophy like the Stanley Cup, you know, for the biggest salmon in the first week of November that kicks everything off. But uh, it's a it's a best time of year to fish. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. How did the seasonality set up on Lake Champlain? 
how, when you get it first get on the water, you know, how does the bite change as the season goes on? Okay, so we'll start probably in March or if it's a late winter, early April. And of course, we're looking for the warmest water, you know, where uh, just a few degrees in some of the bays, you know, or somewhere the creeks and streams come in. And uh, we try to find that couple degree difference, you know, trolling flat lines, inline planers or planer boards with uh, small spoons that imitate the smell in our wives. And uh, that progresses into the spring as the water warms up, you know, as they, the fish move down the column. And you know, they like 55 degrees generally to 60 degrees. And we follow them with our fish hawk right, from, right out of the beginning, you know, for the current. There's a lot of current in Lake Champlain, Chris. And uh, so we, uh, we definitely, you know, pay attention to that with our speed, with these, uh, with these spoons that we're using. They're usually small spoons, two and three quarter inches. And uh, we, a lot of guys tape them, you know, in uh, different colors. But to, as that progresses into the summer, you know, we're chasing the fish down. Like in June, they'll be down 15, 20, 25 feet. And then right now we're in the, right in the midsummer, in the middle of July. And those fish are, you know, anywhere down to 70, 80 feet or as high as 30 or 20 feet, depending, you know, way, the way the winds blew and that thermocline went up and down. And, and now into the fall is our transition time. The fish are going to be spawning. And September is like one of the slowest months. And into mid-October, a lot of the fish are in the streams or near the places where, you know, where they're spawning, where there's current. And uh, those fish, you know, it's, it's very slow. But once we get to frostbite season and the temperatures start cooling again, you know, we're looking for about 50 degrees by the first of November. Uh, these fish start get coming out of the streams from spawning a few of them. But uh, the unique thing about this is landlocks, Chris, uh, don't spawn every year. So the fish that we're fishing for are the non-spawners for that particular year. While there's a certain percentage of them spawning, there's a few of them that aren't. So they're still silver and we're fishing for them because typically the fish really don't come start coming back out of the rivers till the end of November. So once those fish come out and join, that's when the fishing really picks up until we get frozen out in the middle of January. What is the size structure like on Lake Champlain? You're fishing, <clears throat> these are Atlantic salmon that you're fishing, correct? Yes. Yep. They average two to three pounds. A good fish is four or five pounds. So we're talking probably 18, 19 inches average. And, uh, you know, the state stocks them. There's a little bit of natural reproduction on the New York side. But, uh, you know, a good one is over five pounds. An exceptional one is six or seven. And of course, they get up to eight to nine to 10 pounds have been taken. And the state record is 12, almost 13 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Some pretty nice Atlantic salmon in there, and I think just the way that you guys are chasing them is cool. Tell me about, you fished Lake Ontario quite a bit as well. What's the main difference between fishing a lake like Lake Champlain and fishing Lake Ontario? Great question. It's the waves. Uh, they're compact here in Lake Champlain, really tight together, and you know, when you're, when you're fighting two or three footers here on Champlain, because uh, they're, they're, com they're compacted, you know, you're really getting hammered when you're going into them, where on Lake Ontario, it has big water characteristics. The, the waves are more further apart and you'll tend to roll over them as opposed to hand, battering them with the nose of your boat. So it's probably, that's a big difference. And it's, it's a, you know, 120 miles long. So a lot of water there to cover and, and I don't expect anyone to give away their spots, but I mean, where, where do you kind of fish out of and, and how much ground do you cover in a day when you're out on the water? 
Well, uh, we're in the southern third of the lake, mostly where we fish, and the lake's a lot narrower down there. And because we have the topography on the New York side, we can get out of the wind, which makes it nice and you know in frostbite season because you've got a lot of wind in November and sometimes in December. So depending on the way the wind's blowing, we can get out of the wind. And, and there's 400 feet of water pretty close to where we launch. So it, that's why it takes so long to freeze. So, uh, you know, we do a lot, majority of our fishing in the lower third of Champlain, you know, near the Champlain, we're near the Shalott Ferry, Essex Ferry crossing, just below that. And, uh, sorry, what was the other question? Well, that was kind of it. You're, you're in 400 feet of water. How much, how much water do you cover in a day when you're out pulling oh. Champlain? Yes, uh, I always usually run the Navionics program on my tablet. And uh, I average about 30, 35 miles, and that includes running and trolling over a six or seven hour period. So what's the, what's the pressure like when you're out there salmon trolling compared to say fishing Lake Ontario? Uh, weekends are busy. You know, there's more people obviously on the weekends, uh, but during the week you're lucky to see a couple boats. And when we're frostbite fishing, there's probably maybe three or four boats you know, most of the time during the week that we see. So we have the buddy system, but you know, the weekends are definitely busier, but uh, during the week is the best time. What's a typical day like for you out there? Um, you know, how much, how much action can you get? How many, what's a slow day like? What's a really good day like? Okay. Well, a slow day is we don't catch anything, any salmon, but there's a lot <laughs> of lake trout. <laughs> and in the nature of these landlocks, and I remember Mark Romanek talking about this on Lake Huron, you know, near Drummond Island. And he was saying how, you know, boy, you're a hero when they're biting, but when they stop biting, you might go two or three days without catching them. And I guess that's the appeal because of the landlocks, the way they jump and everything. But on a good day, we'll catch six to 12 probably salmon. And I've seen catches up to 20 to 30, sometimes 40 salmon in the frostbite season in November, December. So yeah, tell me about that, that, uh, that bycatch, the lake trout. Tell me about the lake trout on Lake Champlain. Oh, there's a lot of them. Uh, lake trout live 40, 50 years. So, you know, they're, they're just exploding on Lake Champlain. You can catch a lot of lake trout. Where steelhead and, and these landlocked salmon and brown trout they put in, they probably live about five years. So, you know, there is a smaller pool of them, but the lake trout uh, is just exploding. They're getting them up to, they've caught them up to 20 pounds on Lake Champlain. Nice. Ron, is there something that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about today? Uh, just that uh, it's a pretty friendly group of anglers that fish Lake Champlain. We, uh, we have Lake Champlain United, a fishing forum, social media site that we use uh, to share information and anybody can go to lakechamplainunited.com. And uh, there's a lot of good information there. There's, you know, also we use Facebook. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's a pretty good tight group of people and they're willing to share information, which is the, probably the message I wanted to leave today. Sure. And I think that's kind of cool. And we talked about this a little bit before we started the interview, but most of the people I have on the show are charter captains and you're, you're just a, a, a regular guy that's out doing some fishing and, and your YouTube channel, again, Ronald Winter on YouTube. I loved it. I, you sent me the link and I probably watched 25 videos on there. It's really oh, wow. interesting to see what you're up to there. It's a lot of fun and I really enjoy it, you know, and, uh, you know, from, uh, uh, just an average person's perspective. It's just, it's a lot of fun, Chris.
Thank you. Yeah, speaking of videos and average person, I wanted to talk about one more thing before I left you. And that yep. was uh, your friend, you guys went out and did a recovery on a, on a fish hawk probe. <laughs> That's great how that went. Well, it was during frostbite season about a year, year and a half ago. And I got too close to a point and it may have been 75 feet off this point, And I hung that rigger ball up pretty good and I lost the probe. And this was in late November of 2018. Well, we had to wait till the summer because the water was too cold to dive for it. So the, the funny thing about this was I did mark the GPS spot. I, I always have a habit of racing them and I should have. So I went by just by feel. My brother-in-law who's a diver, part-time diver for the fun of it, he helped me out. So he climbed to my Fishmaster in July last summer. And I said, well, I think it's here <laughs> off this point, you know, where I think where I ran up a ground out of 200 feet of water. So he started going around in circles and I see the bubbles. He was working in the 20, 15, 20 feet of water where I thought it was. Well, he wasn't finding anything. So he started working a little deeper to 40, 45 where it goes off in a pretty good angle. And he found it within five minutes after he started searching in that 45 feet of water. I couldn't believe it. And it was totally fine. I mean, I have a picture in there where it shows a bunch of rock with zebra mussels on it, but that was a rock, a piece of rock that was from the anchor. But uh, this probe came up, it had been in the water for eight months and I threw some batteries in it. In fact, I am using it this season and I have my new one, it's a backup. And uh, we were just thrilled because I remember uh, people saying like, well, you know, good luck, you know, if you're finding it and they're kind of laughing. <laughs> So, well, you got it. My favorite part of that video is he, he comes up and he says, you hire the best, you get the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, must, you must have a good time with him, with him I, brother. I, I do. You know, he had a poker face. I wish I had caught it on film because when I was taping, you know, he, his head pops out of the water. And I thought, I thought he was too cold. He hadn't found it because the water was like 50 degrees down there where he was. And, I, you know, and I thought, oh, he didn't find it. And all of a sudden he has this grin on his face and he holds up this bag, you know, it's a diving bag, right? Just like yep. he had found the, the, uh, the prize in a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> <laughs> I go, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> well, that's a great story. And, and I Thank you. shared the video last year on the Facebook page. And uh, I it just, I was going through your YouTube channel this morning and saw that and got a good kick out of it. So. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, really appreciate you coming on the show, talking some Lake Champlain fishing. And uh, we've plugged your YouTube channel a few times, and hopefully people go there and check it out. But enjoy the rest of your season, and uh, you got frostbite season coming up here in about three or four months. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.